this is Sandy. And Randy. And we're here on AT Corner. Being an athletic trainer comes with ups and downs, and we're here to showcase it all. Join us as we share our world in sports medicine. Welcome back to another episode of AT Corner. For this episode, we are talking about when you get a little too into the game a little bit. Yeah, the refs don't like that. No, the refs don't like it when we start barking in their ear. <laughs> um, and sometimes the coaches don't either. Especially if you end up getting some kind of penalty or foul that costs the team. Or if you get kicked out of the game altogether. Ooh, that is interesting. What happens then? So, actually, what do you think people were most likely to get in a fight with a ref about? I don't know. That's a good question. Because, like, I never had, I've never had a problem with refs. I don't think I have either, actually. I'm trying to think. I mean, granted, a lot of times the, like, refs that I've dealt with the most are track and field officials, which, (laughs) which they're in there. First of all, just track in general is its own world. But then these officials that are working, you know, track and field events are really in their own world so i guess the only thing i can think of is like they don't have like any perspective like what's happening around them and they try to rush you off the track and it's like guy relax we're going we did get a few about people who were not believed that they were medical staff like refs refs not thinking that the ats were medical oh that's interesting yeah I don't actually, I kind of asked you this question without knowing the answer because I don't know what, I didn't actually look and like count and see which ones were the most, but I did see a lot of people saying they were arguing about the lightning protocol. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. So I guess that must be an outside California thing because here in California, (laughs) or I'm sorry, maybe I should prep here in Southern California, (laughs) we don't get a lot of lightning. So anytime there's an any thought of lightning people are already panicked and like i don't think we should play this game so i had a ref who didn't want to actually more of an ad an ad who didn't want to oh interesting yeah you know what's funny is like speaking of the lightning thing like at my school we have a lot of international students so um when we had a lightning game for women's soccer they were very surprised (laughs) that we weren't playing and they were like oh yeah back at home we played like lightning hit the light pole and we were still going i'm like oh my gosh like that's not safe no (laughs) yeah and usually international is pretty progressive so i'm very surprised yeah that is weird interesting um i'm surprised that we didn't get more people saying that the refs weren't mad about them being too close to the sideline or like, uh, you know, in football, like you have to stay in the box. You know, I'm or, glad. I mean, not us, but. I'm glad you said something like that because I guess the only time, I mean, it's been a long time. I mean, not that long, but like when I was a student, like mm-hmm. when we would work football, like, yeah, we'd be a little bit further down the line, mm-hmm. like if they're close to the end zone. And like some refs get a little like, they get like this power trip. And like. I'm nowhere near the ref. I'm clearly like, I understand the game. I'm not going to get in your way. And he's like, you need to back up guy. I one, I need to be here Two, I'm not even, I'm not even bothering you. I'm just, I'm just here, man. 
I have never had a ref get mad at me for being past the box. That's good. I also don't think that I stand that close to the line, though, because once I'm past the 20, then I, I'm a little farther back. <laughs> hey, like I'm saying, I'm, I was well within where I should have been, but just some refs, man, they just they want to let you know. This is my space. You know what I think is really funny? Um, when refs, when there's a little kid who's acting as the ball boy in football. Oh, my god! And the gosh. refs get so mad. Yeah, they do. Because they're like, ball! Oh, gosh, yeah. I've, yeah, I've seen some. <laughs> I mean, come on. The kid's, the kid's seven. Like, he doesn't know. <laughs> um, we did get a story from Gabe O. He said, I have never argued with a ref, but one time... The line ref at a women's soccer away game made me put on one of their pennies. I was wearing our white polo that day and the opposing team was in white uniforms. So somehow I was distracting his vision from across the field. Even though I'm six foot, have a beard and was wearing khakis and twice the size of our girls. Safe to say I learned my lesson and am never mismatching again. Okay, I'm, it's funny you said that because there is one of our games this past fall. The line judge like had like a terrible time with the girls on our bench and made everyone have a penny except me. Like they didn't have a problem with me. I mean, I'm trying to like, I, I, I had a blue polo, whereas our girls were, you know, they wear white. So like you could clearly tell there was a difference, but even like kids who were wearing warmups had to wear a penny. Like it was like, like, are you serious? Like you're really that confused. If, if they would have made me wear a penny, I bet. No, I just, no. I'm not wearing a penny. Like you can do this. This isn't. This is not the World Cup. Like we are okay. Yeah, that's. I've never heard that request. Yeah, that. I've only. Yeah. Like most of the time, like they have the people on the bench wear pennies. Like I've seen some refs get picky about that, but like to make everybody, like even if they're wearing warmups, wear a penny. Like that. That's a lot. Because clearly, you can tell they are not in like the, the field of play. Too? No, not the coaches. Because they're not because they're usually not that far down the line uh -huh. that they're going to create an issue. Oh, okay. A lot of times it's the people that are warming up uh -huh. before they go in because they're moving up and down the line. So I like I yeah I get that, but yeah some some refs take that really seriously. Hmm. <laughs> now some of the refs that we've had calling games, it, I don't think it would have mattered because they made some bad calls whether people had pennies or not. Oof. <laughs> we do have, maybe we should skip to the part about uh, bad calls or remarks to the ref. Oh. Um, we have actually, before I, before I, I should have said this in the beginning. Um, we're doing two parts of this episode because apparently this was a really hot topic and we got so many good stories that I didn't want to leave some of them out. Well, well, what can we say? You know, we're very passionate people. <laughs> So if you submitted a story and we talked about it being in the episode, it might not be in this one. It might be in next um, next story episode. Yes. And if you, that's just more for if you like this episode, then yeah, we if have it a continuation. Yeah, if it triggers a memory, exactly, absolutely. Exactly, exactly. So you want to go into, oh, we have a gem from Jen. Yes. To start this off. Yes. Go for it. So Jen says, I used to get way more worked up and into the basketball games than I do now. I grew up around the game, played in high school. It was probably my favorite sport to watch. I would sit on the end of the bench and basically go nuts. Oh my gosh. Cheering, foot stomping, the whole nine. 
I was also not afraid to let the refs know what I thought of their calls. Which, just meeting Jen, or Jen over Zoom, I feel like I could definitely and, picture that. And you know, most refs are uh, they're pretty good sports about stuff like that. <laughs> she continues with, Nothing offensive, never spoke to them, but I certainly wasn't subtle. No. <laughs> During one men's game that was particularly close, one of the refs pulled our coaches over and said, you need to tell your trainer to calm down or she's going to get teed up. <laughs> My coaches looked at him, looked at each other, looked down the end of the bench and said, yeah, we're not telling her. You tell her. <laughs> they were laughing pretty hard when they told me this after the game. I had no idea. <laughs> Oh, I'm I, terrified about getting a technical for my team. Oh, yeah, me too. Well, okay, so <laughs> I, I like I really don't like I try not to get too worked up during a game to like that point. Like, obviously, there's like some calls that like refs make that are really bad. That'll be like, oh, my gosh, but I'm not going to like I really won't say anything. I'll probably say something to one of our bench players, uh-huh. <laughs> get get them laughing. Literally the game this evening, I got pretty into it towards the end. Yeah, that was it was exciting. It was a pretty sick game. So I do have to say I did break character when it got exciting. I mean, even basketball is easy to do that. Your coach who isn't very. He's pretty calm. He's pretty calm. He got a technical. He got. Yeah, he got teed up. (laughs) So my favorite. Sorry, this is really off topic. But my favorite was it was because of a bad call. And he told (laughs) he told the ref that he has to blow the whistle. And the ref had the best response. I do have to say his response was very simple. He just said, no. <laughs> All right, ref. Good. Job. Yeah. Good I've job. never seen your coach so worked up. Yeah. It, this is a hell of a game. Yeah, it was. It really was. So Jen talks about. Remarks to the ref. Uh-huh. Have we had anyone get remarks from a ref? Like, no. <laughs> <laughs> like, no. Um. Yes. Let me see if it's this. Yes, this one. So Demi M says, first football injury is a certified. I was calming down a player who was crying and ruling out a lower leg fracture. And I was told by a ref that he wanted to get home at a decent time that night. Okay. Uh, you know what, buddy? We all want to get home at okay. a decent time. Okay. The game had just started and we were the away team who came from two hours away. Oh my gosh. I turned and said, sir, we're handling it. Give him some space. I also had an amazing assistant coach slash AD who came out with me and he told him off. The coach talked to me after the game, reassuring me that they have my back. We had a great coaching slash sports med relationship after that. Oh, nice. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. You know, like as I feel like as a like a student or maybe a young certified, like you always feel like when you're going out on the field that you have to hurry. And like, okay, we got to get this done real fast. And it's like, yeah, a part of you, you know, you don't want to just sit there and meander Mm -hmm. through your eval. Mm -hmm. But you know what I've started doing? Like, obviously, if it's not like significant emergency situation, if it's like someone's just down, it doesn't look like anything like sticking out. Mm -hmm. I kind of like take my time either like getting there, like on the court, like I'll kind of walk over there or I might have a light jog going. You do like a... A calm, hurried walk. Right. Like a walk. It's like a, not a jog, but it's like a, just a little bit slower, but it's. Well, and especially because basketball, because it's such a small court. Yeah. Like I don't have I to mean, run you're also very far. already like heading over there when someone's going down. So, but then when I get there, you know what? I'm taking my time because you know what? 
if anything, it's giving my team a break. Yeah. It's giving my team a longer break. So I'll use it as an extra timeout for, for the team. That's eh, it's my part. Um, you know what's funny is I think that I generally do things pretty quickly, but on the field, I actually always tell the athlete, take as much time as you need. Oh, I'm so that's yeah, that's what I say. It's like, hey, we're in no rush. You take your time. I'll do the same thing like when I'm actually doing the eval, like I'm not sitting there like doing all this, but like I just do my quick ones to be like, okay, uh, uh, you know, what am I trying to do? Am I trying to take them off? Are they going to be able to keep going? Boom. But yeah, no, when I get there, I'll talk to them. We'll calm down. We'll take our time. We're not rushing this. But I remember as a student, man, I felt like you had to get out there and like, oh, boom, 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 let's go. Nah, not anymore. Um, Speaking of running out, we do have a couple about running out too soon or like running without the refs okay oh gosh here we go which okay so i was mostly comfortable with football where you don't have to wait for the ref yeah like at all (laughs) um but it was really really confusing to me when i heard that we had to wait for the ref in other sports like soccer yeah. Soccer's it's a it's big ba- deal. Yeah, it totally is. And you know this one's about soccer. You know, some of it I get because if you go out there, that person pretty much has to come off. Like mm-hmm. so like I get like the confusing part, like but it's like we can change that rule to make it a little more like if I'm not like if I'm a, if I don't need to go out there, I'll just turn back. You know, and we can just call it fair. But yeah. Oh my gosh. That just reminded me. I don't know if I told the story. I had this the soccer ref uh, last season and I started to run out, but then the ref like put his hand up. Oh, I remember this. Yeah, And yeah. I, and I was like, um, and I'm like literally halfway out because it was on the other end. And so I just stood there and the ref's like staring at this kid who's like laying on the floor. And I was like, okay, what do I do? Like, do I turn around and walk away now? And then so I'm just like watching to see if this kid is like going to get up or like what? Because I like at this point I see no blood like. Yeah. And um, the ref is just like staring at the kid, like not even attempting to help him. And then all of a sudden the other team's coach yells at the ref and he's like, do you want the trainer or not? <laughs> and then the ref's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh my goodness. So well, then I started running. Wave me over. I know. Like, why did you put your hand up? What in what world does that mean? I was like, going to say, all the refs I had, like, they had, they would have their hand up to tell, like, you know, to, like, signal the play, like, plays dead and, like, stuff like that. And then eventually, like, I'd see them kind of wave me, like, okay, he, like, okay, I'll go. Okay, that's the thing, is he did the wave on, and then... And then he stopped you. And then he you. did the stop, and I was like... Uh, uh. What signal is that? So, and I've also had, like, some good refs that would... Like at the beginning of the game, when I talk to them, they just be like, hey, like if you see like an emergency thing going down, like you don't need to wait for me. Oh, I love those. Refs. Yeah. And I'm like, you get it. <laughs> and my favorite one was one who was like, hey, if there's anything head, you just come right on. Yeah. It is your call. I'm like, thanks, man. Seriously. Some of them are some of them are good like that. Yeah. And, and, and I think they're just like, I don't want to have to do it. I was going to say, I, the, the, I heard they have to like. Do a report and stuff. Yeah. That's what I heard. So it does save them. You want to read the soccer one? Yes, because I did a lot of soccer in the fall. I'm ready for this one. So this one's by Bryce A. 
As a student, I had a soccer girl that got hit in the head by the ball during a PK shootout. Ouch. She was not expecting it, and she went down and did not get up quickly. So I ran out ahead of my preceptor, who is an older AT, and running days are behind him. That reminds me of one of my preceptors, <laughs> the old Andy Paul and Trot. <laughs> Bryce continues with, did my eval, and she was okay. But one of the refs started yelling at me for it, and I was not going to back down or be told by a ref I couldn't do my job. Well, that's the thing. It's a head injury. Like, if it was a something else. Even, th- even then, man... Depending on how that ref comes out, I'd be like, mm-mm, no. <laughs> right? Because, like, refs get butt hurt when people tell them how to do their job. So, you know, it's fair. <laughs> he continues with, I played soccer for 15 years, so I know and understand the flopping, and this was not that type of situation. Before the next game started, he came up to me and told me I was not allowed to walk on the field unless he told me to. Before I could start up again, my preceptor stepped in and ended the conversation. You know, it's just best. You're just like, okay. Sounds good. Honestly, this whole moral, I'm surprised we've gotten this far without saying this, but my moral, like all the time, is pick your battles. Yeah, that's not one. That's <laughs> not worth it. Because you know what? Guess what? I'm still going to do it again. Oh, yeah. And well, you know what? And- Br- Bryce said it. Bryce said, I'd do it again for sure. My athlete didn't just get hit. And then sit there, she laid out and stayed down for a long enough time for me to be uncomfortable. And when we're uncomfortable, that's bad. Oh, that's very bad. I've changed how I communicate with my refs beforehand, now that I'm a professional. I inform them who I am and that I'll wait for them to call me on, unless I deem it necessary to go out. Which usually I feel like 99% of the time, that's usually... I would say most refs are pretty comfortable. Yeah, most refs are kind of comfortable about that. But there's, there's always that one. Oof. Um, we also have one about refs not believing your medical that's, stuff. That's interesting. And I think I split this one into the next episode, Ooh, too. Okay. And another one about running on too soon for the next episode, too. <laughs> okay. So, argument with ref for from Richard O. He said, A referee for wrestling yelled at me for not having the quote-unquote right items available for blood cleanup, when in reality, what I had could serve the same purpose, but they are used to how the previous ATC did things and wanted it that way, which is a very (laughs) odd request. Um, This was never communicated to me, and they made me look like a fool in front of the MSAT students and my AD. My response was really not to respond. I simply adapted to what they had wanted because, unfortunately, that's how they've done it for a long time, and I figured it would be a much harder battle to change. Yeah, true. Okay, that is totally out of the ref's lane. Yeah, thanks, ref. Thanks. Also, don't ever make someone look like a fool in front of other people. That's just dumb. Yeah, seriously. And, again, moral, pick pick your battles. battles. (laughs) Just pick your battles. (laughs) Because you do want the refs on your side. They are they are a nice kind of uh, key to have in your back pocket. Yeah, I've needed that before. Yes, you have. <laughs> Unfortunately, I think for the most part, because I didn't grow up watching as many sports and like understanding the rules, I think that it's a lot easier for me not to get mad at the refs for rule things. Like more, it's more like. I don't know. I don't I don't really fully understand all the rules of games yet. I, you know, I, like 
I don't get mad about like bad calls. Like obviously you get upset at bad calls, but like obviously the ref's not trying to make a bad call. They're doing <laughs> they're doing their best, you know, and obviously mistakes get made. The problem that I really have is if like a ref's not being is not controlling a game. Mm-hmm. And it's now starting to get ridiculous and players are being put in in dangerous situations because the game's starting to get out of hand. And that's when like, okay, this, like I'm really upset at this ref. What do you mean as an athletic trainer, all any safety thing is absolutely. Yeah. I would really hate to be a ref. Yeah. All you, you can, you can never win. No, either way. Uh Someone's mad. Well, first of all, we all work with coaches to begin with, and we already know coaches are never happy. doesn't matter. Never happy. As a ref, you have two sets of coaches that are never happy. They're going to be cool with your call one minute, and then you're the worst ref ever on the next call. So it's just a lose-lose. Yeah. Maybe we should be nicer to refs. Hey, refs usually are, I don't know, usually they're pretty good. They're pretty good, especially when we run out water to them. They oh, like yeah. it. Oh, yeah. They're happy about that. So these next two are actually not about refs. Very interesting. Uh, yeah. We, we've. <laughs> it feels like we've been really going after refs right now. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Um, this one is, they're actually both about mid-injury evals. Like, Ooh, okay. So they're, within, they're doing an injury eval and something interrupts them. Okay. So the first, actually, you can read the first one. This one's by Dana T., I had a really ugly one in a rural small town traveling with football. Got there, was told I was the only AT there, and the town had EMTs parked on the track. Pretty typical for rural towns. Opposing school kid takes a hit to the head, immediately collapses, and starts seizing. Oh, that's that's fun. When I run out there to grab C-spine, this random guy was there. I asked if he was an AT, and he said yes. And I said, like, licensed and certified? And he said, yes. It didn't add up. So I kept C-spine, and they Arivac'd the kid to the major trauma center. He was fine, bad concussion. I went to the sideline and looked up the guy in our state licensing database, and he was not there. There was way more conflict during the game, but he got really angry that I questioned him on the field to make sure he was an ATC. Threatened to report me to the board. For for questioning him? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> I ended up having to report him where it was discovered he had been an AT out of state many years ago and had applied for a license, but he was 100% not licensed to practice at the time of injury. Wild. I almost feel like what's worse, a random doctor or like some guy who's used to be an AT and now is not an AT and... I feel like that one's got to be worse because he could be just some like there might be a reason why he's not licensed. Yeah, Why is he not licensed? Yeah. Come on, dude. That's the that's the. What did you do? Yeah, seriously. Literally wild. I had pretty much that exact same situation this football season. Oh, yeah, you did. Except um, it was instead of a random AT, I had. The team doc, while I'm holding C-spine, asked my kid to move his neck. Oh, yeah. And I was like, Do we, are we doing this? Well, you also had a, a paramedic uncle, right? For that same situation? Oh, yes. Um, Gabby, 
says, during the last five minutes of boys lacrosse game, I was holding C-spine waiting for EMS to show. A random dad that no one knew came over offering the kid some food and water. So nice. <laughs> Just so nice of him. I told him no and that the kid was okay and it wouldn't be an appropriate time. The mom was there with me too and I thought she might know him, but she said no. I think it was apparent from another team. Did he have orange slices? <laughs> That could have made a big difference. You know, I hear those are really great for healing. Yeah. Especially in that, that vitamin C, man. Yeah. The earlier, the better. <laughs> Since you haven't really worked anywhere that has parents readily present, yes. like high school, have you had someone just come in during like an injury eval? No, I've never had that. Wow. That's yeah. so lucky. And you know what's funny is like, obviously like other sports like everything's kind of closed off. Like it's not like parents can just go to like, especially in a college environment. It's not like parents really like go up to the bench or like anything like that. But track is just open. Like literally anyone can just walk up to the team tent. And mm-hmm. I'm very surprised I've not had to deal with parents then. No. And the parents that come over are like, they don't even want to deal with the injuries and stuff. They just want to kind of be around. Yeah. Like, I'm just trying to think and like, like, if anything, I've had some pretty cool relationships with some of my uh, athletes' parents. Like um, one of one of my kids, man, I I really got to know his mom a lot because he was he was banged up a lot. Was this a kid who collapsed? No, this was this was my uh, one of my hamstring kiddos. Oh, yeah. I'm sure that's not the only thing he had. Oh no, 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 no. He had a lot of things. He was also the one that. Coach gave him a caffeine tablet. Oh. And he got a bad side effect of caffeine. He got the jitters and like his heart was about to explode, but All right, coach, maybe yep. we shouldn't be yeah, maybe we... on a... Which is also, by the way, a banned substance. So can't do that. No. I Living had... the dream out here. I had during youth football, I was evaling an ankle and I had a mom come down from the stands. Now, mind you, I'm on the opposite side of the field. There are no stands over there. So she somehow got onto the field and then walked all the way across to our side of the stands and pulled her child's leg out of my hands. Nice. Thanks, Mom. So she could take a look at his ankle. And she has no no medical background. You, sh- you know what? You should have asked. You should have been like, so what you think? She told me that he couldn't get injured because he was going to the NFL. Oh, okay. So those guys don't get injured at all. No. That's why and people's that, fantasy teams don't go down the pooper. The kid was going to make them a bunch of money. Oh. And luckily the kid really didn't have too much wrong with his ankle because I was like, all right. Well, I was going to say, you know, unfortunately for mom, with that kind of attitude, if he doesn't take care of his injuries, he ain't going to make that much money. Right. Oh, boy. You know, sometimes it's so hard to bite your tongue. It really, you know, <laughs> it really is. You know, I'm really glad I have not had to deal with parents in that in that situation. Like, that's the best part about college athletics, because like I just can't, like I just cannot deal with parents sometimes. Like this year, I've had a lot of parent questions about student athlete paperwork, and like I get it. Like a lot of these kids, like especially like the freshmen like the actual true freshmen coming in they're just coming out of high school they just turned 18 if they're even 18 so they're not used to being forced to do this paperwork 
So mom, dad, guardian, whoever's in charge of their paperwork, tend, you know, they've always just done it. So they it also now starts to go through to college. But it's like, no, I just, unfortunately, I need your child to do this paperwork. Yeah, that's... All right, parents, step back. Yeah, you you got you got to take a step back. So we have one more story. This one's from Gen B, and this one's also not about a ref. Okay. We're breaking the streak. Okay. You want to read it? Yes. So she says, my first year at a school, I had to basically race a coach onto the field if I wanted to get to the players first. Hmm. Who this sounds familiar. Sound like? <laughs> I finally lost it. The night he yanked a kid up immediately who had just been racked. That sounds terrible, by the way. I don't know what I don't know what that means, but that sounds terrible. <laughs> Turns out he wasn't hit in the balls. He had lacerated his liver. Whoa. That's pretty bad. Right. He presented very few normal symptoms for that in general, and I didn't get to see any of the ones that may have shown up immediately after it happened. I was still relatively new to the profession and didn't yet have the confidence to stand up to a coach like that. That situation helped because it easily could have been a life or death situation. Earlier in that same season, we had another athlete at a different high school pass away on the sideline from the exact same injury. Oh my gosh. I don't remember exactly how it happened. It was over 10 years ago now. He actually didn't have any of the normal symptoms. He was coherent and able to sit and stand. It was towards the end of the game, and as it was ending, I told the parents that I didn't know exactly what was wrong, but it didn't feel right to me, so I suggested the ER. I met up with the I met up with them later. After the diagnosis was made, they life flighted him to a bigger hospital. The doc there basically said he was a walking miracle. He had a similar grade laceration to the kid who passed away, yet he had no internal bleeding, and I don't believe he required surgery. Wow. Right. That's intense. Right. Um, she actually just responded to me, and she said, in the moment, it wasn't too scary, but after the fact, all the emotions came for sure. That was a tough one. A friend told me that my athletic trainer's senses were tingling that night. Oh, for sure. You know, you always have just like, mm, something's not right. Yeah. Something's weird. I don't like it. Mm, I don't like the way it feels. <laughs> no. You see, th- even if you don't know, I think this is a good tip for students or young professionals who haven't, I guess for anyone, because you're not going to see everything. No. So someone told me, as long as you know what you're uncomfortable with then that's where you like as long as you know your boundary okay out of my scope of practice this is not my decision and also err on the side of caution you know if if you're uneasy you don't know and a part of your differential might be something that you know is scary is scary and (laughs) they could die it's always better just to err on the side of caution. At, yes, you might send a few people to the ER that maybe didn't need to go, but you're going to get that one that 
needed to go and it was the right decision for what you said instead of trying to be perfect and like oh i need the exact answer like i feel like especially students right like when we're in our scenarios and stuff right you're trying to find the diagnosis like what is this condition and sometimes it makes you think like oh i have to be perfect no you just have to rule out all these serious conditions and if you're unsure err on the side of caution and that is also how you learn too because mm-hmm. now next time you get something that wasn't that you were worried might be severe, now you know how that kind of presents and maybe you'll be like, no, I got this. Or sometimes you'll just get that really random unicorn. Like when my exactly. quarterback fell, literally no one touched him. He just fell on his thumb and destroyed everything, all the ligaments in his MCP. And he his uh, I reduced his thumb. It wouldn't stay. And so then he went to the doctor and the surgeon was like, I have not seen this in 10 years. And the only other time I've seen this is from a motor vehicle accident. Yes. His thumb couldn't even stay where it was supposed to. Yeah. It just kept falling out. So sometimes you'll just get a weird random uniform. Exactly. So you guys, we are doing a part two to this episode. We have a lot more fun, interesting, crazy stories that I wanted to make sure that we hit which is why we we man we got so many stories it was so good this is a hot topic um if you think of a story we still have room so send it to us or you can post it in our facebook group um if you're not part of our facebook group head over to facebook.com slash group slash eight corner podcast what if we make a like what if we get so many more stories you make a part three (laughs) that would be insane well, considering these are every two weeks, it'd be like a six weeks of game conflicts, conflicts. <laughs> which I feel like as ATs, we are used to conflict resolution. Yes. That's what we like to call it. <sighs> <laughs> I think that describes it for sure. Pick your battles. Pick That's yep. You that's just what I'm leaving it with. Pick your battles. You have anything else? Nope. That's perfect. Thank you for helping us showcase athletic training behind the tape. Bye.